Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups. Good morning, everyone. It's Monday, October 2nd. I'm Ben Berkley here with Sarah Friedman, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. For today's top story, we're going to talk about how the quest to work from anywhere has led people to start working absolutely everywhere. Co-working spaces are popping up at airports around the world and at a blistering pace. The number of them has nearly doubled in the last year. We'll talk about the competitors entering the space and whether or not we're doing too much work if we can't travel in peace. Sarah will talk about that more in a minute, but first I'm gonna run you through today's top headlines in the world of business and tech. Congrats to the US economy. Congress passed a last minute spending bill Saturday, averting a financially disastrous government shutdown. That extension will only last all of 45 days though. We've got another cliff now looming in November, so keep that champagne on ice. The Supreme Court will hear two cases regarding online speech. Texas and Florida passed laws requiring social platforms to allow content that may violate their policies. That's not sitting well with people on the tech side who are arguing that it's unconstitutional to force private companies to host hate speech, spam, and other unwanted content. Also in state laws that are bound to be challenged, California raised its minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 per hour beginning next April. That'll be the highest guaranteed base salary in the industry. Though it'll obviously ultimately help a lot of families above the poverty line, and that's a great thing. It's still a drop in the bucket. The Los Angeles resident and me can't help but remind everyone that making less than $70,000 is considered low income in this city. Kia and Hyundai facing a lawsuit from 17 cities over an increase in car theft are actually turning the blame onto TikTok and Instagram. Their vehicles do lack the anti-theft tech that other cars have, but they say the issue is actually social media platforms where people are posting instructions to steal them. We're saying goodbye to Google Jamboard. Google's going to shut down its 55-inch touchscreen whiteboard after eight years. One reason why it probably didn't quite get where it needed to go, pretty expensive. Cost $5,000 just for the hardware itself. And then on top, you're looking at a $600 per year fee, which is a lot when you're marketing to schools. Finally, Toys R Us is making a comeback. The company announces Air, Land, and Sea expansion, which includes 24 new stores with some locations in airports and cruise ships. The move comes after the company filed for bankruptcy and closed all of the stores about five years ago. Now, let's get to our top story today, the fast-moving trend of adding co-working spaces into airports. Sarah, can you tell us more about what's happening in airports around the world? Yeah. So if you have ever tried to do any work during a layover, I think most of us have attempted. You know that it's pretty horrible, like between the overhead messages blaring, the crying babies, the screaming adults. It's just a pretty miserable experience. So good news on that front is airports are kind of getting on the co-working bandwagon along with seemingly everyone else and starting to introduce 
formal co-working spaces and pods within airports so that people can do work. This is also coming at a time where because credit cards so commonly are offering airport lounge access as a perk, even the lounges, which used to be quiet and exclusive and mostly filled with business people going on trips related to work have turned into similarly pretty crowded, pretty loud spaces that are no longer so compatible. How many competitors are there out there? There's already quite a few. They're taking slightly different angles. So there's something like Minute Suites, which has spaces already at 10 U.S. airports that can be used for a quick nap. They do have day beds or to work from. Then there's Jabberbox, which makes compact. You've probably seen the little pods. They have a glass door, so it's not super claustrophobic, but so you can kind of just shut yourself in, take your Zoom call with your boss before boarding. Um, But this is, there's more and more players in this space. And even there's a workspace company called JustCo, and they have partnered with Singapore's airport. So they're going to be the first to open in Asia for pay per minute airport co-working spaces. So I think formal partnerships like this will continue to be more common. And I'm assuming in the coming years that this will end up just being kind of the expected norm that when you go to an airport, wherever you are, there is a co-working space. That is how I feel about little pause play video games, which maybe that's not in every airport, but it should be. But I do think that what I really wanted to get into was just this overall business. You know, we've seen we work rise and fall and potentially rise and fall and rise and fall a couple of times since. The idea behind it, though, seems enduring. No matter where it is and how you cut it, it this, these flexible spaces always seem to come back. So I, I assume there's a lot of other stuff going on outside of airports right now. Yeah, as you mentioned, like I think this is something that's here to stay and will only be more in demand because flexible work isn't going anywhere, remote work isn't going anywhere, and people need freedom to work outside of their homes in places that are quiet and have Wi-Fi and are conducive to concentration. So there are a lot of these co-working models outside of airports as well. There's Convene. They actually pop up. They have co-working spaces in like Saks Fifth Avenue and department stores and empty office buildings. It's It's like a little bit of the spirit Halloween model that like as soon as there's an empty space now, maybe instead there will be a co-working space. We've talked before about Soho House on the podcast and they have Soho Works, which is their co-working branch. And even Equinox has a co-working company. They partnered with Industrious and moved into New York's Hudson Yards area to open like a luxury co-working space near their gym. Yeah, what I I can't tell about here is... If you're a boss, if you're running a corporation and you hear, okay, people are clamoring to do work from everywhere, does this soothe the like, why aren't they in the office thing? And the the existence of all these other options isn't exactly slowing down the return to office trend. So I just can't tell who's who's winning here. Yeah, I mean... Some of the people who are winning are probably the ones who are ahead of the curve here because the co-working market is estimated to be worth $50.1 million by 2028. So there is money to be made in this sector. And to your point, I think, if anything, this just proves how much work people are doing. The fact that there is such a demand to be able to 
get on a Zoom call five minutes before your flight takes off as kind of a proof of, you know, how hard people are working and how maybe we'll miss the days where we could say, I have to get offline now because I'm traveling across the country, but TBD on that. Yeah, that, that was that was always a, a really nice moment of peace, but maybe maybe no longer. Before we go, one quick question for you. What's your working while traveling hack? Do you have one? I mean, I think... If you play it the right way, I I do believe that some of my best work is done in transit because you you just are out of all of your other distractions. So I think in the right elements, if you have a window seat, put down the tray table, good Wi-Fi, I actually think that you can get some of your best writing done on a flight or on a train. I don't know if that's a hot take. I mean, on a train, maybe not because Amtrak Wi-Fi leaves a lot to be desired, but. I have learned that the hard way, unfortunately. And I, I do agree. I think that personally, would I spend a couple hundred dollars on a co-working space in an airport in a year? Or would I just spend it on really good noise canceling headphones? I guess it depends on how overstimulated you get at, you know, watching children run around. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email, and we will see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.